Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of What's the Point, the podcast miniseries that asks exactly that. I'm Harry Davis, and this week I sat down across the airwaves in quarantine with Juanma, who is a lovely man who I used to make videos with back at Playground Magazine. He just released his new track with Bonzo Band, which is V-O-N-Z-O for all you English listeners. Um, It's a great track, so go out and listen to it. I'll share the link in the necessary places. Um, He talked to me about how he grew up with a very Christian background and then the journey he took away from Christianity and the path he made for himself. It was such a nice conversation and I'm so grateful for him letting us in. Um, I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. This conversation happened before uh, the murder of George Floyd and the wave of support we've seen across the world for Black Lives Matter. And although we obviously don't speak about it, what Juanma has to say actually connects quite well with how we think about ourselves in our society and how best we can adjust ourselves to appropriately give, especially as white men, me and him both are, um, and how we can best fit ourselves in to make a better world and support and be the best ally we can to the world around us. So I really hope you enjoy it and I was super excited to do it. Whether we're religious or we're not, we all have a story that we take meaning from and I was wondering what was the story that you started with like when you were younger what were you raised with when I was small I was very religious like I really believed in in God and I talked to him in my head and to the Virgin Mary and and everyone involved and I went to church every Sunday Uh, in fact my my parents uh, tell me to go to uh, a group of, it's more of, more of like a cult here in Spain, it's called Opus Dei. I went there to play football and, and it was kind of uh, shady and shitty, but it was all a religious group. So I was uh, very involved in, in religion from early age. What, was the football shady or are you just talking about the organization? No, the organization. The football was was, was pretty was pretty fun, actually. But after the football, you they gave you lectures and football was just the excuse. And what did what did that leave you with? With a lot of a lot of anger <laughs> and and hate towards the that kind of extremism from religious people. I, I left that. Uh, kind of uh, abruptly because I didn't want to get involved in that. So the first thing is hate and, and you know, rage because we are men and we we are not allowed to, to speak other language than rage. And, and you say it was very abrupt, your change. Yeah. Why was it so sudden? Like what, what changed? What made you suddenly go, no? There was a, a lot of hypo- hypocrisy. There's always like, uh, yeah, you cannot do that, but also if I do it, it's okay. And you start seeing the cracks, you know, like everyone is supposed to be at a high standard and 
such a high level of humanity of purity and then you see everyone is uh, is the same as uh, everyone not better uh, because you think that uh, your god is whatever these little cracks in the creed and in the in the religious view i think it depends uh, like uh, however you are raised or if you are uh, raised in the religion or not but I think if you go to an extreme, when you leave, you go to the other extreme. The middle point, you have to find it maybe later in, in life. What was that other extreme? Like, what was that journey? Rage, embarrassment, anger. How do you say it? Uh, like, cut ties with your family. and. Do you still have a relationship with your family now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I go along well with them, except when they start to talk on, or I start to talk about uh, certain themes or political views. But at the end, yeah. we're a family and you have to de- deal with these kind of things. What did your... And if you, if you don't feel comfortable with any question, of course, just say it's totally chill. But, but I was going to say, what did you... I don't know if I'm being too open for this. Maybe it's a no, little it's, 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 it's totally cool. That's the whole point. Because I mean, it's hard to talk about looking for purpose without getting intense. Yeah, no, and I want to get intense when I talk about this because it's how I felt uh, all my life. So I'm not going to deny myself of this intensity or... Or these rates, mm. if it's directed towards some 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 place nice or safe, I think it's fine. What did that rage look like? You've described it in adjectives. Can you can you tell me like a moment where that came out? A memory? I remember that uh, I didn't speak much. For example, at family gatherings or family uh, meetings or or in dinner. Also, I try to to keep separately my school life and my family life. It's rage, but uh, I have discovered that it covers other feelings like uh, shame or or sadness. I mean, you are living in the same house uh, as the people. You are uh, angry. So not speaking was like my, my way out. Your philosophy of meaning, what influenced it? And where did you find the space to express it? I did not find my purpose in, in religion. And that was clear. But I think that all religions kind of express love as their main goal. The love that they preach about is real. I think that love is real and, and that it can give you purpose in, in life. Take care of uh, the people you love, the people who are close to you, uh, feel love for yourself, which is also very important. I think that this love that they preach about, uh, which is holy and and whatever, I think somehow I got there, but uh, in another ways. Do you think that your upbringing, while it's left you angry and betrayed, do you think your understanding of love has something that has come from that same upbringing? I don't know. Maybe I will understand it later in life. Mm. Because, I mean, I'm still discovering myself, working on myself. The The thing that I like about this is that it's not over. Like, I have still I have still to, to discover many things from my childhood and my upbringing. So, I don't know. Maybe I will find it later in life. That the, the love that they preach about is, is real. Maybe they, they meant it. 
So I'm not going to, to say no, but I, I guess I have to wait. Or I hope I have to wait. How did you then, or how have you, or how are you working out what is important? Beyond just love, hmm. how have you worked out and what is guiding you? The reason I ask these questions is because I don't know the answer for me. This whole podcast yeah. is just an excuse to, to find out <laughs> what other people are doing. <laughs> the the first one is uh, to love yourself. I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound like uh, yeah, like a preacher, like a marketing sales person, but you have to love yourself. You have to to find who really are you and who wants to do what you have in your mind. I mean, is it really you? Is it your family? Is it your friends? Is it uh, society? I don't know. You have to you have to find what really fits you because that's the first key and the first step to then uh, start uh, loving um, the rest of the people. How or what do you love about yourself? Hmm. Nice question. What do I love about myself? Or how do you love yourself? I think uh, that I allow myself to recognize my my mistakes and what led me to them, and allowed me allow me to 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 recognize that I live always in constant. How do you say it in this in constant uh, contradiction? Contradiction? Contradiction. Yeah, contradiction. That uh, I have not always have the the tools to get care of myself because I didn't know them. You cannot always be emotionally responsible for what you are doing because uh, there are things that you cannot control and, and you have to accept that and but also accept that consequences. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. So, so what? So what do you love about yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I did not answer that. Uh, no, you didn't. I think I'm a good listener. I don't know if this is too cliche, but I think that I care about about other people, and and that's one one part of what I love about myself. Mm-hmm. I also love that. Shit, this is hard to hard to answer. But yeah, I'm I'm sorry, I'm, but I'm enjoying it. It's nice, yeah. it's nice to to because because the way you have spoken yeah. has been quite hard on yourself. So yeah. it's nice yeah. to hear you look for for what why you I, I think why you're this, great exactly this uh, that that I'm that I'm saying right now opening about myself like this uh, to the open right now that I am able to say this. Uh, into I don't know into the internet like I think that that makes me great you know because it's not it's not easy I love that I've been able to to move past my hate and my and my rage and and now live uh, more calm with myself I'm still afraid of saying some things about my life but I think I'm more open now so I love that about myself yeah that's big yeah, <laughs> that's big. That's real cool. And what do you think is the? What do you want to fight for? Like, what what cause or issue do you feel most connected to and most identify with? 
I, I think what really moves me right now is inequality, you know? Uh, mm -hmm. Like I have realized the bubble I have lived all my life. Like you cannot see, if you don't open yourself to, to other uh, circles of, of thought or you don't read uh, something that is not like the big media, you don't realize how fucked uh, some people are. And what, what change can you make, do you think? Right now, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still too coward to, I mean, I, I've been to some demonstrate demonstrations. And, you know, I, I don't think that posting on the internet makes you uh, like an activist. But, I don't know, I think, uh, you know, going to demonstrations, uh, try to be empathetic to people who don't come from your background. And, and this is very important, like, you have to accept that not everybody comes from where you are. Do you think that that feeling might come from the fact that you've changed and mm -hmm. so you've seen how one experience can be really different to another? Yeah, when they burst your bubble, you know, like mm -hmm. you you see everything with, with different eyes and you cannot unsee what you have seen. I mean, I still have a lot to learn, so... Everyone has his or her experience, but I think it's very important to open your eyes to to others' experiences. Yeah, for sure. And do you, do you remember a time, especially as conversations of privilege have happened more, I remember a few different moments where I realized like, holy shit, like this person, this person's life, I don't know, maybe it happened with you with... Christianity, or maybe it happened with obviously new feminism was something that yeah. we learned about when with, we were much older. With feminism, all the time, because every time I talk uh, to my girlfriend, like she may explain to me a problem, and and I react like, "What are you worrying about?" Like to me, this is nothing, you know. And then I I see like, "Oh shit, like, you have been raised to to be." Uh, anything other than this so that's why it's worrying you so things like work success uh, insecurities i see i see that uh, i have been led into a more easier path even in, in my own house with my sister i mean every day you 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 see this kind of inequality even in, even on twitter you see when one female journalist tweets something uh, the hate that she receives is uh, way bigger than, than anyone, uh, than, than any man could receive. I look at climate change, coronavirus, Donald Trump, Brexit, Vox, and, and I freeze. But then sometimes I, I work out ways of helping, not changing much, but like I'm, I'm learning how, I'm trying to learn how to invest my energy I was wondering how either you do or you want to give your energy because you're obviously feeling it right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but I think we have not been taught how to do something, how to organize, for example, or how to demonstrate, how to stop the bank from kicking everyone from, from their houses. There are a lot of communities and there are a lot of people who unionize and try to to bring this uh, change to the table. And maybe we have not been introduced to that kind of, of circles. And maybe that's that might be scary, you know, that, oh, how do I fit here? Like, okay, I, I, 
I don't know how to enter here, but I want to. But it, maybe it's scary. Maybe I don't fit. I don't know. But you have to accept that and and try to help in in however you are feeling comfortable because uh, the moment you start is going to 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 start as accelerating. So, for example, if you see on Twitter that there's going to be an eviction, try to go. Or if you can, I don't know, donate money seems like easy, you know, because you have to only press a button. But I think that really helps. So also what you're doing with your podcast, uh, raising awareness is also important. But, you know, I think the real change is on the street. So I think that's uh, where the most help is needed. What we have to do, and I think uh, at first is scary because, I mean, in my case it's scary because I don't know if I fit or I don't know if I, yeah, if I'm going to be welcome on, I don't know, so some insecurities, but I think that's that's a real change. And is there anyone who inspires you? I really look up to, for example, a lot of journalists we, we work in Playground with. They are uh, always writing about the, this kind of uh, inequalities in, in the world, and I think they are really sticking out by doing this, you know? Or mm. there is also... There are a lot of YouTubers who are, for example, trans people or, or from the LGBTQ community that are making free content on YouTube and just uh, seeing them and listening to them, it's, uh, it's uplifting, you know, because they are, they are giving the, the extra step of, of uh, coming out to the world by being not normal, in quotes, and and really just uh, letting the world see that what they are doing is normal. So th- that is very inspiring for me. Yeah. Bravery. I, th- I think yeah. a lot of what you've spoken about, because you've both, again, you're a contradiction and you've described both your yeah. bravery and your cowardice. Bravery seems like a, a really powerful word for you. Yeah, it's like I, I always root for people who are this this brave, you know, because maybe that's what I, I like. I lack this this bravery, this uh, you know, this coming out to the world and say, "Hey, I, I'm this." It might disturb anyone, but they do it because it has to be someone, you know. I I I think you're being brave talking to me and being open. You're being more open than a lot of people, so I, um, I don't know. I, I I'm having the feeling that I'm talking about nothing. I mean. If, if you feel like you're not talking about nothing, by the way, if you feel like you're just, you're talking about theory or you're talking about like empty things, I was going to say in terms of, of real life things, do you remember a memory that helped teach you the philosophy you've been sharing with me today? What were the stepping stones in your real life um, in the street, for example, that that took you to here. I remember this moment vividly because when the protest of uh, one of October in Catalonia happened, you know where where the police start uh, kicking everyone because of the vote of the Catalonian mm. independence. I remember that I was uh, very shocked and, and kind of horrorized, but like I didn't say nothing. Because I was like bottling up, and and the next day in playground. Uh, we went to the streets and started like making a, an applause. You know, I don't know if you remember, but, but I started crying like I couldn't stop crying. 
and it was like it shocked me how how like being with everybody uh, uh, applauding and, and and being I felt like we could all uh, stand stand on everyone's shoulder you know and cry you could touch it you know like the whole intention of that moment and, and protesting about what the government had done to uh, old ladies and to people that they just wanted to vote and I didn't know how to express it but but to cry. And that moment, I think it was uh, very shocking for me because I didn't know uh, I had this inside. I have that moment like very vividly in my brain. And it's, I think it, I think it changed me. I don't know if like, you know, this was like a, a crossing roads moment, but I think it, it really changed me, you know, like everybody getting together. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but I, I felt it like very hard. You're explaining it perfectly, that feeling of suddenly realizing you have, or even it is good to, to cry. Yeah. <laughs> that is part of bravery, not weakness. I mean, I, I'm still learning to, to, you know, cry in, in open in, because I know that, uh, bottling up emotion is really, really bad and, and you have to let it out. But I, I still struggle with this, although I know it, but it's something that, yeah, I'm still working on. Like it's worth remembering that working, working on it is so, is amazing. My next question yeah. kind of leads a little bit from that because that moment was partly a mixture of pain, what, what brought you pain, but also what brought you joy. Yeah. And I wanted to ask, what makes you happy? What brings you joy? Can you tell me of another time that you that you felt joy? Um, I enjoy when people share feeling with me, and I think it it makes me happy, you know, because it's like it creates like a sense of belonging or sense of of community, you know, when they reach me for just to listen or just to to tell me anything. I mean, it mm. it makes me feel connected, you know, so. I mean, you can be a, a total stranger or, I don't know, you can be my best friend or you can be my girlfriend or whatever. When you talk to someone and you feel they are being sincere, you know, and they and they are sharing things uh, with you, I think that it's a, a very beautiful moment for me. I mean, it, yeah, it, it makes me happy. I know exactly what you mean. I, know, I mean, that, that's that's another reason why, why I, I am doing these interviews. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great conversation. Um, I really can't insist on, on how much I enjoyed it. Um, and I told you he had something to say about how we fit in. And uh, I hope that he gives you a little something to think about. Um, obviously, we're not the central voices uh, in this fight, but um, really exciting to hear from someone who also deeply wants to connect with um, how best they can contribute. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did um, and thank you as always for listening. Um, I'll be coming back in a fortnight with a conversation with the wonderful Victoria Karam who is a um, trans model, superstar, beauty queen, 
porn producer, super activist, and utter badass. Um, and I'm so excited to share her story with you as she shared it with me. Uh, so tune in in a fortnight and listen to her wonderful tales. Um, and until then, stay safe, look after each other. Hope wherever you are, the quarantine or coronavirus or whatever it is, isn't treating you too bad. Go check out Quanman's new track with Bonzo Band. That's V-O-N-Z-O. So Vonzo Band. It's an absolute banger. And you can also check out Quanman personally on his Instagram at F-G-T-U-A-T-E-N. He's a lovely dude, always producing wonderful things. And uh, as you heard, has got something interesting to say. So thank you so much and see you for the next episode. Stay safe, look after each other, let me know what you think. Uh, I'm on a new microphone with a fancy new head um, and I'm trying this new candid style, which I am trying not to over edit so you can get to know the real Harry. Uh, So let me know what you think and every little bit of support, commentary, criticism is always gratefully received. Thanks, guys. Take care.